Welcome to Automated Mobility, the people behind the wheel. In this podcast series, we get to know the experts working in the field of automated mobility. What drives them and how do they think their work contributes to a better mobility system? I am your host, Henriette Cornet, and I am the coordinator of SHOW, a European project testing automated vehicles in real life. SHOW is led by UITP, the International Association of Public Transport. Together with 70 other partners, we investigate a future where mobility is shared, connected and automated. In this episode, I interview Katharina Karnal from DLR, the German Aerospace Center. Hello, Katharina. Welcome. Nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the audience. You are Katharina Karnal. You work at the Institute of Transportation Systems at the German Aerospace Center. So it's called DLR für, for Deutsches Zentrum für Luft- und Raumfahrt. Is yes, correct? that's yes? correct. <laughs> okay. You are also leading the German demonstration sites in the show project, but let's keep the show project aside for now and uh, speak what, about what you are doing at DLR. Thank you. So, uh, what can you tell us about uh, what do you do about the Institute? And well, the way I like to ask, um, to ask the, 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 the guest about it is, how do you explain to your family and friends about your jobs? How do you describe it? Okay, yes, uh, that's actually an interesting question because um, the first question everyone asks is, um, oh, so you're doing something in air and space, which I'm actually not doing. Um, I, the German Aerospace Center is a huge research institution in, uh, in Germany. Um, it's um, mainly public funded. And um, we have, of course, it's mainly targeting air and space, but there is a portion of it which um, researches um, ground-bound traffic as well and there are several institute, institutes, for example, mine, Institute for Transportation Systems, um, which, uh, which are dealing with ground-bound traffic. Um, so, um, we are a research institute, so what our, um, our tasks are um, conducting research in, uh, in the field of um, uh, of traffic. Um, my specific um, topics are actually public transport and intermodality. And um, Can you explain the intermodality? Um, that means if you're um, using, uh, if you are using several means of transportation um, to conduct your, um, your journey, for example, if you go by bike to the train station and, and then you take the train and you take several trains and maybe even buses or, and in the end you even take a, a, a private car or you're being picked up or you take a taxi and all this is going to have to go to work together in one um, seamless uh, journey for you. So, and the thoughts behind us from the perspective of whoever provides you the transport is the intermodality because for you it needs to be, I'm just going from A to B. 
Mm-hmm. I see a very very interesting already this uh, this topic alone. I guess we could make an <laughs> episode just on intermodality. And for UATP, of course, it's also something we we look at uh, in detail. Uh, maybe we keep this also aside. Maybe we come back to it uh, later. I will. Uh, I have already some question in my mind. Uh, but uh, yes, please uh, please go ahead and and continue. Tell me uh, what um, telling me what. Uh, you do mm-hmm. yeah so as we are doing research um, that means we uh, we apply for for smaller or my mostly bigger research projects these are funded um, programs for example by well as we a German as, um, association uh, the German government um, and this is something we never do alone but we do with partners so we are always um, looking for or we are working together with um, with other companies with other research institutions with the industry in several consortium to um, to conduct research for like a year, two or three on one specific topic. And the topics we are dealing with is, for example, public transport, it's um, road traffic, it's, um, um, as I explained before, intermodality, how does this all work together? And it's also, um, a big portion of it is also automated traffic and um, automated vehicles from different perspectives. How do they fit into this um, this traffic system? How um, is it? Is it? Um, how do they fit technically? But also, um, how do people perceive them? Especially um, regarding the users, especially if it comes to them being used in public transport. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great! You're already coming mm-hmm. in the directions that we will touch uh, uh, after, like the automated uh, mobility and so on. Okay, and. Um, Still uh, about about you, no, to in order to get to know you better. Um, okay, so if I summarize, you mentioned uh, a research project, you mentioned the topics, but I want to dig further. What do you do like everyday basis? What is really your personal activity there when you go to the office in the morning? What do you do? So actually my personal uh, business is... Um, uh, is a bit more strategic, overarching um, organizational task because I'm oftentimes not the one who who is doing the actual deep diving into the topic. But I'm um, I'm uh, I do more of the I do the acquisition a lot of the acquisition of the projects and I do a lot of the um, of the networking in within the um, within the projects we are working in and um, the organization within the consortium consortium so we um, we can work together and so I have more of an a little bit more of an overview and um, about about the the projects we do and um, in in one specific field it's not that I'm doing all our projects that would be far too many so um, yeah. okay so you also connect the dots I imagine between yes. between between different projects and you have a, a huge network and you know who is working in which field and who should yes, we talk to I, to answer these questions yes within within my organization of course a lot and but also with the partners. Mm-hmm. Great. They're really interdisciplinary as, uh, approach and very international, I guess, as well. Yeah, that's true. We we are already very interdisciplinary in our institute and we have firm 
psychologists ah, okay. to to okay. um, IT uh, okay, because nerds. Because for me, DLR sounds all, always very engineering, technology. Yes, but we have a huge focus also on the user perspective mm -hmm. and the um, and the stakeholder perspective. And because in the end, if you have technical innovations, if you don't, if 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 you are not able to communicate this and to um, to uh, make it happen for the people and that doesn't mean that doesn't only mean the users but also everybody else who is um who is involved in this the citizens in the city you were talking about or or even the stakeholders even the ones who um the municipalities or the public transport providers or or the industry um they all have their specific points of view and if you don't take all of them along the way um in the end it will be either chaotic or not working. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very aligned with the way we, we look at yeah. things uh, at your ATP, definitely. And also talking, for example, like if you do, you can do a great innovation, great technology, but if the, if the citizen is not interested in it, that doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. just doing technology for the sake of technology. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, for, at least for the mobility topic, urban mobility topic, I think that would be a pity. So I, co I can completely rely. Um, so it seems the way you present it, that uh, your, your job sounds quite uh, uh, motivating. Like, so do you like it? Is it? Do you like your job and what do you like about it? I, I, actually, yeah, I, I like my job a lot. But of course, not every day. <laughs> That's for sure. But um, but I like my job because it's um, it's very um, diverse and um, it's sometimes a bit hectic. And because I but I, I never know what's around the corner next mm -hmm. because we are always in different projects and we never know if if we start with a project or with um, with the acquisition of a project. We never know if if we can really get it because we need to apply for it. And there are other partners as well who are applying for the same pot of money I would say um, so so but it's it's really interesting because I get to because I'm having this um, more of a strategic position I'm getting to know so many different mm -hmm. people and so many different um, companies or, or, or organizations working in this field of transportation in general that I always learn something mm -hmm. new and that's mm -hmm. something I like Yeah, 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 I can, I can really relate. I like. I think public transport is also a great place for that to have this, uh, this different view on things and yes. and, and everything. And um, can you tell us what uh, brought you here? Like, how did you end in this uh, position? <laughs> let's say, what's a bit your your background and the, the main step maybe that that uh, led you to to this position. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm an engineer. Um, I um, studied in Berlin at the Technical University, and um, I actually before I started, well, when I when I was finished with school, I was not really I was not really sure what to do, and and you don't know all these mm -hmm. things which are out there. So um, I I kind of focused on okay, maybe let's do something technical, and I started um, to I started actually with mechanical engineering and try to look around what other students were doing so um so i, I very um very shortly after i started i came across this um this studies um 
in the trans field of transportation planning. So um, that was something I was like, okay, that's that sounds really interesting. And it, um, as I grew up in in, in Berlin, it, it's a huge city with uh, with a with also with the traffic problems of a of a big city. So I was already aware of it would probably be a good idea to. Uh, to find means of um, better the traffic, so um, yeah, that was something which um, which drove me in this direction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then I um, well, it's I think it's always like this. You, you sometimes by accident end up somewhere, and mm -hmm. I ended up. It's not that I always wanted to do research. It's it just it just happened. I just happened to to. Uh, end up in this institute and I really liked it and I liked the idea of uh, I, I I worked in a, in a planning um, office before I worked into research and but, um, and it was interesting as well but when when I started um, when I started with DLR I was really um, it's really interesting because you get to know so many different people you already have this interdisciplinarity mm -hmm. within your within your own organization and that's something I really liked and I like always knowing something new, getting to know something new. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Okay, let's uh, come back to show. So in the context, so this podcast is in the context of the show project. Um, I mentioned briefly at the beginning that you are coordinating the demo sites in uh, Germany. I don't think that the people hearing and listening to us now uh, relate very much to that. So we'll try to... to go into detail what, what does it mean, what do we mean with demo sites and so on. So could you help me explain in, uh, in, in simple terms what, uh, what, what are we planning there? What are we planning in, uh, in, in general in, with this concept of demo sites and, um, and especially maybe for, for Germany? Uh, but yeah, avoiding any, any, any jargon, of course, but like uh, trying to, to have a picture of what, what, uh, what's happening. Okay, I, um, so the show project is, um, as you may already have heard in other podcasts um, uh, or other episodes, uh, a huge project with many partners all over Europe. And we are um, um, trying to, um, to set in place um, pilots um, for integrating automated um, vehicles into public transport and, and all the tasks around it um, and looking at this from from very diverse angles because um, there have been um, tests here and there. Somebody may have seen little shuttles running somewhere in a mile long track or whatever. Um, so this is, all, and this, to get this onto the real streets, into the real traffic situations um, is the next step, I would say. And, um, in the show project, this happens in many countries, as as it does in Germany, in um, several uh, several cities in Germany, and in each city um, there is a little or not so little um, test um, test objective, maybe. You yes, want, you, like, um, I, I want mean, to so, test something yes, specific. Yes, so there is uh, there is one test setup, I would say, mm -hmm. um, with um, having a few automated vehicles um, running. So, so 
of course, this needs a lot of preparation. That is the first part of the project. Um, but then um, this uh, will start soon. Um, so to 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 have them actually up and running with actual passengers, um, a dedicated uh, a dedicated line. Um, it's very different. It's um, in, in in every um, setup, um, and in every um, in in all, in all of the. Um, three um, sites where this um, happens in Germany um, they focus on a on a certain problem topic issue however you would put it and you can um, look at how how this can work um, to integrate it into public transport mm -hmm. um, so to have people more or less seamlessly customers more or less seamlessly um, integrating that autonomous autonomous shuttle into their journey so if you go from a to b you may take the train and then you take this a little autonomous shuttle to go to your final destination or um but you you of course you need to know it so it needs to be an offer of your public transport provider and that's more or less um that what what um yeah what what this is um doing this project and in other and other sites it's um focusing more on the probably even though it is with passengers but it's more focusing on the on the question of if this is running through a street um how do you organize it with with the rest of the traffic and um how do you do the um or, or how smooth is it going to to be integrated into regular traffic just from the roadside perspective mm -hmm. um and these are several Angels, you need to look at um, at it to, in the end, be able. And this will is still still way to go to integrate things like this into everyday life. Yeah, I, exactly. It's a perfect uh, uh, word. Is everyday life? I wanted to come back on this. I think the project where I see the project is also that. Um, we saw a lot of uh, shuttles uh, running on, on, on remote area, kind of uh, for entertainment purposes, having a bit like so getting the public familiar with the concept. I think that's very nice. And uh, there was very positive uh, feedback on this. But show go beyond that, really having this over longer period of time um, implementation of a service, a real service of uh, automated shared mobility, as you as you as you see um, integrated to public transport and i'm sure we can we will have a lot of uh, findings uh, learnings seeing how people use it with this seamless that you emphasize i think that's yeah. a, a very important uh, aspect yeah that's true um another question i would have also regarding what's happening in uh, in germany uh, we have so there is this integration to public transport with the with the cust focus on the customers making everything uh, smooth for the for the customer within uh, the the journey but there is also some uh, technical um, aspect behind so of course for for this case but also what you mentioned with the interaction with the road traffic and we have situation where an av for example a shuttle or a bus an automated bus uh, would be at the at the bus stop, and we need to merge again uh, in the traffic. And maybe um, I would like to to emphasize like the, the technicality behind it and how how complex this is to be done. And why do you think uh, if you think this use case is something like we need to look at very much into detail and what's a, what's a, a hot topic there? Like what is the, the difficulty there? Yeah. So. Um there are so so integrating. I, I think it's very important to to take the users 
um, into sight and to, to see that everything is operating smoothly for them. But um, this is this is just on top of a huge variety of technical problems, of course, if you integrate um, automated vehicles, no matter if in public transport or privately owned or whatever, into regular traffic. Because you have, um, on the one hand, the automated vehicle um, operating on an algorithm. And on the other hand, you have human beings operating as sometimes erratically as they do. So... Um, so if you if if we stick for example to this um to this uh, use case as an automated vehicle being um, being able to move out again from a bus stop into flowing traffic um the vehicle has of course sensors and leaders and whatever they do to to check on their surroundings um but what they are not able not not really able to do the automatic automating is, is to assume what another driver is doing or whatever so um, what w would be really um, interesting is um, to look into if, if in the future we see probably more and more connected vehicles even though they are still not fully automated but they will still they, there will all be already be more connection between the vehicles so um, this is um, something if if also the other vehicles if if they um, know the bus is going to merge out again from this bus stop they they there's no need to rush till this very point and then make a full break because this is um, from from an um, from an emission point of view and from a fuel consuming point of view, not a very wise um, driving. And this is something um, which needs to be investigated. So in the, because this is something which happens quite often, lane changing, merging in and out of a bus stop. And it may seem like a very little detail at this very point, but if you, if you add it up, that counts for many minutes that counts for many um, emissions which can be saved if if this is connected and um, yeah and, and travel time for the customer and, and, and travel yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah and uh, I think it's it's uh, interesting how you how you formulate things meaning we can see that automated vehicles automated mobility cannot work on its own so it's not like in isolation that we put vehicle there and they will work but really having this connectivity all around the city that enable this, uh, these other cars, even if they are still manually driven, to kind of have interaction uh, with, the, with the automated buses, for example, or also at traffic light, having prioritization and things like that. So I, I think it's interesting to, to see really the city as a, as a, as a place for, for connectivity, for creating more efficient traffic and, and so on, but without looking at automated vehicles like in isolation. Yeah. That that will not work because we will not at one point in the future just stop everything, <laughs> then ask everything out who is not automatically <laughs> and then start new again. That will mm -hmm. not happen. So it will always be and it will be a very, very long transition phase and I'm not even sure that we will end up with only automatic mm -hmm. vehicles. So so that is something we really no look need to look into how does everything work together. In the, they all share the same roads, yep. and the same same places and the same space of the city, 
and that needs to be integrated. Mm, and but so we we addressed several um, as we addressed several aspects from autonomous uh, from automated mobility. What is for you a bit the number one? Um, what motivates you more in this field? So what is uh, is there anything? Because maybe not. Maybe you're just exploring. But is there anything like a bit exciting about this topic uh, from your point of view? Really personally, point of view. Something you are curious to discover with all these tests that we will do in the project, or maybe in other projects that you are doing. This one thing you want to you want to see at the end. So that uh, depends on what you mean with in, in the end, because this is really we are on a, a long, long road. Yeah. We are on a long road. So, and let's say for the project, let's yeah. say we will have long. We will have demonstration yeah. over one and a half year. Yeah. At the end, where do you say, "Oh, cool, okay, I didn't know," or oh, what a surprise? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really interested, and in if if at some at one point we can say, "Okay, for this particular." Um, demo site for this particular, and this is, we are not talking about a whole city, we are talking about still very little um, areas. And if if we can say in the end, okay, we know for this area um, how to operate it, and if we, uh, if we can say, okay, in this particular area, we know how to integrate an automated shuttle into the traffic, is this would already be be a lot from the mm -hmm. technical point of view and if then again customers would say yeah this is something i would i i, ca I can relate to or i can um, imagine being um being a benefit in the future that would be even more interesting because we will for a long time not see shuttles running like i don't know in in regular mm -hmm. uh, regular traffic um speed wise So, yeah, that will be interesting. And um, so with the funding that uh, we received for the, for the project, the so Ukraine Commission uh, wants to explore uh, the capability of, uh, of automated mobility. And they stated already upfront uh, some, uh, some motivation for it. So the, the main one uh, being uh, safety, that is already, uh, always mentioned, but also efficiency, what we mentioned already. There is also the aspect of cost. Uh, for operators, that uh, there there is some um, opportunity there to to be explored. Um, where do you see the main advantage for for this technology? Is there one that you could highlight <laughs> more? Or? Well, actually, I think it, the easiest to address is safety because uh, that that's a te technical issue, mm -hmm. and the the more you um, you rely on the on the technical, of course. Of course, also the technical side can break down, but it's not as erratic as human behavior. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that is, but this this will come an effect when we have way more automated vehicles and less human drivers or human. It's, it's not only drivers; it's also and and this is a point you will never remove. There will always be the child with a ball on the street. At least that's what I hope. Um, Uh, there will always be somebody riding a bicycle and there will always be people around and they will never change and that's a good thing because mm -hmm. this is human being and not a technical one so um we don't want to become all robots uh, no no so um it it i think within the within the road traffic it will be safer but there is still um there will always be factors which 
needs to be um, looked into. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, not so sure about the efficiency because that is a really, really long one aiming mm-hmm. goal. That is, f- for a long time, we will have to to um, to really pay for developing this. So in the end, it may be more efficient, but that's the way to go. As well, um, we are heading towards uh, the end of the of the episode. But uh, one question, and actually, I I think we could make an whole episode of it. One question I'd like to ask is, and you mentioned it a bit when you when you mentioned the um, the child with the ball, and you say it, they have to stay there. So like, I I can imagine already you you see people around in the city moving around, and it should stay this way. So what uh, would be the kind of the uh, ideal city for you, including like the mobility, how will mobility look like? Uh, or how would it look like from from your side, like in an ideal world? Um, mobility and city, you know, like what is your vision, so to say? My my hope and my vision, is, <laughs> so is, um, I don't know how realistic it is. Is, sure, sure. No, is, let's to be honest, but dream. I would, I would l- love to see that um, that transportation comes back to what. I, well, that is maybe a more <laughs> more uh, female perspective. Uh, I'm not so so much into this. Okay, I need to drive my car on the autobahn and go very fast. <laughs> so um, I, I I'd like to to not have to think about. Oh, how do I get from A to B? I just say, okay, I go there now. Um, and what's the best means of transportation? And um, without having to deal with parking spaces, with traffic jams, so, and that would, in the end, in my opinion, need to have an integration of very different means of transportation, well integrated. And if if we if we come there um, from or if we if if we get to to a point where where this is possible, um, and where nobody needs to say, but I need my private car because otherwise I can't go. It, it doesn't mean nobody needs to have a private car, but nowadays we have many people who have to rely mm-hmm. on their private car, and as long as we have this. Um, We have just way too many cars, so um, and I hope that um, in the end we we come come to a point or um, yeah where where we can have um, the possibility to move around with the least um, danger, with the least um, emissions, with yeah with the least of. of negative effects mm-hmm. on of mobility um yeah so that would be great but this uh, yeah this is something which which i find is motivating to work mm-hmm. in the field of front of, of of transportation in general and mobility in general yeah and uh, in this vision uh, that you have so i, I can really I completely relate to what what you are saying thinking like Um, you come, for example, the good example would be you come in a new city. You don't know the the transport system of the city. You don't know how to how to buy the ticket. You, you you're not sure how to how to move around. And uh, in a kind of ideal city, all this would be kind of intuitive. 
that you know the best possibilities depending if you have luggage with you depending like how uh, how healthy you are things like that that you you kind of have a, a, an intuitive way to move around but in uh, in this vision will EVs uh, EVs I mean automated uh, vehicles will they play a role yeah I, uh, yeah they will so um, I, I I don't I don't think or I don't see it as really everybody having his own private capsule and moving around or being moved around. Um, I I personally um, see it as a as a good thing for public transportation, and I'm yeah, especially where, when it comes to um, places and times of lower demand. Mm -hmm. So. That would be because these are exactly the places and times why people rely on their private cars. Mm -hmm. Because there is no bus running in the suburbs at one at night uh, every five minutes. Yeah. So the availability yeah. of uh, of uh, yeah. alternative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, the title of the uh, the name of the podcast is uh, automated shared mobility. What do we need for the next step? Is it uh, more funding, more money, more uh, work on legislation, more technology? What What do we need for the next? Mostly all of this, all <laughs> of the mentioned. Um, there is a lot of work still to be done on the technology, um, technology, technologies, and um, and the the questions of um, combining them all. But I think there we are on a on a good path. Mm -hmm. So it's not that everything is done and there it needs a lot of testing and a lot of um, piloting still so everything is together in one one seamless um, field of technology but um, yeah but this needs money of course and uh, but but what I feel is even more important is the mindset of people and um, and to 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 get the technology and the people together and this is well this I'm coming back to what I said in in the beginning this is something really important and to I don't know so it is what we are talking about and what we are seeing here and what we are working in is um is only part of uh, of the world so mm -hmm. there are other parts of the world where we are far from this point so this will also be a challenge in the future Yeah, the, yeah, definitely. I think mm. we address very specific yes. areas in, in Europe yeah. and in our in our society. Um, I really like that you mentioned this this mindset to have and this collaboration mm. that are needed that is needed. So it's really much closing the loop with how we started at the beginning, saying that we all need to work together on uh, with our different uh, discipline. Um, is there anything you want to to add to conclude? Um, no, I. I think I've I've said mainly what I wanted to say. So um, it's uh, it's an interesting it's uh, it's a really interesting thing and a really interesting topic. And it needs I think it needs a lot of more um, work on it. But I also see that it needs way more communication to get people into the idea if if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And it needs. Um, from all perspectives because I don't know we, we've we've been here at the Ideas World Congress and the very first day we have seen the Laborers Association outside of the building protesting because they against the idea of 
autonomous autonomous vehicles because they think they will lose their jobs. And this is something, this is just one angle which needs to be mm -hmm. um, uh, taken into account. We need to, that's what I meant in the beginning, when it's not only users, it's not only citizens, it's all stakeholders which need to be taken into account. Their view, viewpoint needs to be taken into account if, if we want to have an integrated system of mobility for all. Great, great, great final words, I would say. And yes, that's, uh, that's also the, the, the aim of this podcast to make a bit more this field more known uh, to, the, to the audience and that we don't claim that automated mobility will save the world, but there are potentialities, there are opportunities. Yes. And let's, let's look at them from this different perspective. I think you, you, you were very clear on that. Um, thank you very much. Thank you for all your um, to sharing this view with, with us. It was uh, very interesting from my point of view, and I hope for the audience too. And uh, looking forward to to work with you further on the on the project and having this demonstration happening next year. Thank you very much. It was uh, really nice, and I'm glad I could contribute to that. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Automating Mobility, the people behind the wheel. This podcast would not have been possible without the support from the Horizon 2020 program by the European Commission under the grant agreement number 875530. Check out the links for the show project and other references in the description of the episode and subscribe to our newsletter to stay tuned. Don't hesitate to share this episode or give us feedback to it. My name is Henriette Cornet from UITP and I hope to see you at our next episode.